live and festive in the Publix Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. It's 807, 34 degrees outside. This is Lawn and Garden. I'm Walter Reeves, the Georgia Gardener, here to help you be a bit more successful in your landscape, getting to do what needs to be done with your green plants out there, making sure you know when to prune, when to fertilize, when to put down the pre-emerging chemicals, and how to do things organically if you need to as well. All you have to do is call us, 404-872-0750. Crystal Wheeler is screening calls this morning, and Ashley Frasco instead, while Ashley takes a well-deserved Saturday off. Scott Maxim is choosing our music like a genius that he always is. Pete Spriggs and Cottis Presley are providing offline supervision this morning. Clark Howard and Dave Baker are driving toward the Johnson Ferry Walmart to do Clark Howard's Kids this morning at 8.07. We've got Chris Syndicator who joins us on Lawn and Garden. Chris, hey man, good morning. Hey Walter. What's up? I've got a great looking fescue lawn, but it's got a few bare spots. I wonder yeah. if it's too late. The soil's too cold to uh, oversee with rye, even, or fescue. How big are the spots? Well, there's a lot of them, but, you know, dinner plate or larger in some places. I told a guy this morning, I think it was in Cumming or somewhere, uh, things are really a little bit too cold for fescue and, frankly, for rye, either one. Soil temperatures now are in the mid-40s, maybe 46 or 7, and that's really not where fescue or rice seed would like to be germinating. They like 50 and above, 55 preferably and above. And so, Chris, you can try it if it's not too terribly big of an area. You could try overseeding maybe 3 or so pounds of seed per 1,000 square feet and do not get all excited and say, oh, I'm going to get a 25-pound bag here. <laughs> Spread the whole 25-pound bag over you know, 500 square feet. No, 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 no. We're not going to do that. Uh, three to four, two or three, something like that, uh, pounds per thousand square feet. Spread the fescue. It would be nice if you had a little bit of roughening in there that you could roughen the soil a smidge um, so, the soil, so the seeds can get down and get sort of tucked into the soil holes and particles and ruts and ridges you make with your rake. And um, maybe roll it if you can roll it or, or somehow tamp it down with the backside of a rake or do something to get the seed in the soil in really good contact. I mean, that's what's really necessary for fescue at this time of year to, to germinate is get good seed-to-soil contact and keep your fingers crossed. I appreciate you. All right. I'm not guaranteeing anything, but, you know, we'll see, Chris. Thank you. All right, man. We'll see. Happy holidays. 404 872 0750. Rita is in Harrelson, Georgia, and she joins us on Lawn and Garden. Rita, hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what can I do for you? Uh, I've got a camellia bush, and it's a, it's it's six foot tall, yeah. and it's, oh, I've had it hmm, probably close to ten years, yeah. and it will be full of buds, but they never open up. They just hmm. fall off. Hmm. What? do I need to do to it? Well, you say 10 years for that chameleon, you act like that's a long time. And Rita, I was walking past a chameleon that 
we moved that camellia. I remember very specifically the old house in Fayette County. We moved the camellia when we put the addition onto the old house, which was in 1961. So 1961 to here is, what, 40, 50 almost years, and that camellia is blooming like crazy, full of red flowers right now that I walked past the other day. So, mm-hmm. you know, camellias, they last a while if you give them the right place. We've <laughs> we meant to move it back to the new house or when the yeah. addition was finished, and we just never got around to it. And that camellia, where we put it, must have the right light, must have the right soil, and that camellia is happy, happy, happy. So yours is full of buds, but they never open up? No, they do not. They just wind up falling off. And this bush was moved about four or five years ago. Mm, that but it still, it still does the same thing. Yeah. Is and it, it does get sun. It gets the early morning sun. Great. And then long in the afternoon when the sun gets hot, it's in the shade. That's perfect. That is the perfect environment. I'd go out and switch it, or at least I would threaten it with switching. And you know, you're old enough to know about this. When your mother or grandfather or grandmother or somebody said, you'll get me a switch. You have yes, just I'm stolen not- too many cookies. <laughs> yes, I uh-huh. know all about that. Well, I think this chameleon needs a switching because it is, a, and I'm not advocating, you know, corporal punishment on children. Do not call me and tell me about what a bad person, bad parent I am. But um, the chameleon it's in the perfect situation to have plenty of flowers and why the buds would form and then fall off is not usually an insect problem it's not usually anything other than some quirk of environment is it every year Rita or just this year it's been like this every year man oh man oh man oh man oh man oh man I wish I had the camellia people here the silence you hear is the gears are grinding in my head of which I have uh-huh. Precious few left right now. I don't know, Rita. If someone knows, tell you what this. There are camellia experts much smarter than I am who are out there listening to the show right now. If there is a camellia expert in the audience who would like to weigh in and tell me exactly why. Don't give me theories about why. Give me exactly why a camellia will have buds and then they all fall off. Give me a call. All right? We'll do that, Rita. And you stick around and listen to the show and we'll see if somebody calls in. Okay. All right. Thank you for trying. That camellia expert would dial 404-872-0750. Stan is joining us from Atlanta, Georgia. Hey, Stan, good morning. Good morning, uh, Walter. I just have a bougainvillea that I actually have two of them that really took this year, and I was wondering, could I cut them back and then wrap them in uh, burlap or anything and try to help them through the winter? Uh, I haven't had much luck in the past. Uh, I think you're going to have the same amount of luck in the future. No, um, it just gets too cold. You're not going to be able to wrap them with anything other than a nice glass greenhouse. would be pretty. With It has a nice little heater in it. Uh, but burlap and Christmas lights and all the you know made-up things that people do to keep that bougainvillea happy during the wintertime, it's not going to work. It's not going to live. Okay. All right, thank you. Yeah, and you know, I, I know, Stan, people who have tried digging them up or who actually grow them in large containers and bring them into a sunroom, and they are moderately successful. Sometimes they'll come through the winter pretty well. They'll lose some leaves, and um, the sunroom looks pretty messy. But uh, sometimes people will be okay with that, but leave them in the ground just is not going to get you anywhere. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks so much. You bet, Stan. Thanks for calling.
Who comes now? Tony is coming now from Decatur, Georgia, and he joins us on Lawn and Garden. Tony, I was in the courthouse in Decatur, Georgia just last night, had a beautiful party there, and was thinking to myself once again how pretty downtown Decatur can be during the holidays. It is. It's really nice. Really nice. Yeah. Um, So you know how we have a lot of the white oaks in that area. Um, So I have a a couple in my yard, and they're close to the house, but uh, one of them, it looks like it's probably been bowed under or something maybe by some bunnies or something like that and uh i i don't want any further damage to happen to the tree it had a really good spring and summer uh Mm. everything looked healthy um but i'm i'm worried with how much you can see underneath one of the sections wait so how how big is this tree tony a big tree oh it's a big one it's probably like an 80 footer it's uh Ah. almost like uh maybe two foot diameter and what part of the tree is is damaged? Uh, it's know? part of right underneath, like the base of the tree, like the trunk area, and like about I don't know, maybe an eighth of the about an eighth of the area around the tree. So like things are burrowed underneath that area, but the root system looks all very well intact. Close to the ground. This is how far off the ground this damaged area. Uh, the tree is basically on flat ground, so yeah. it's it's right. But right, the, the, a little bit of a bump up to the trunk. But the damage is uh, off the soil or close to yeah. the soil, or how how far off the soil? The maybe only about six inches or so. so that's probably how they got in underneath it at first. I mean, bunny is not. Does it look gnawed? Most of the time, bunny damage is going to have teeth marks on it. Does it look gnawed on? No, but we also have chipmunks and other things like that. So Why not uh, I, it could have been a number of things. I bet that went underneath it. Hmm. Hmm. You know what? I need a picture. I need some pictures of the tree itself, and then some close in in focus, please. Okay. Pictures to show it to me. Go to my website down at the bottom right hand corner. It says contact Walter. Click on that and attach three or four pictures to me. Let me just see if I see anything interesting about it. Okay, I would hope to not have to take it down for something like oh, that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We don't want to take any photos yeah. oh, down. Yeah, it seems healthy. Uh, I had an arborist come out last year and look at it, and, uh, yeah. you know, we, we actually just put some soil like backfill under it, and that's Good. about it. But it, it's kind of gone again. So. All right, pictures. We want to see them. All right, thank you. All right, thanks for calling, Tom. I don't want to discount the fact that rabbits can do damage sometimes to plants because my neighbor's figs that live you know, on the border between my house and her house, um, she saw all those big fig limbs. As you know, fig bushes, after they've been living for 10 or 15 years, will droop down, and the big limbs will droop down close to the ground. And one day she brought me out there in the winter and said, look at what's happened right here. And the rabbits had actually gnawed the bark off of those limbs that were down close to the ground. You could tell it was rabbits because there were rabbit droppings everywhere around there, and there were teeth marks in the white um, um, wood of the fig bush. And all the limbs past that point died, of course. But um, that was certainly true, that rabbits can do damage to living plants. I've never heard of a rabbit doing damage to white oaks, but, you know, I'm, my mind is open. I believe in things, or maybe not believe in things, I simply have have uh, the op- the uh, openness of mind to say some things can happen that I didn't believe in before. Well, we'll see about that. It's 817 at News Talk WSB. You're listening to Lawn and Garden. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellis weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend, and the Southeast Large news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves, the lawn and garden advice you need. 
And a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. First weekend in December. It's going to be full of sunshine. It's going to be pretty nice today. Chilly this afternoon. Crystal clear skies, of course. Temperatures in the upper 50s. Nighttime conditions remain about the same upper 30s, I'm thinking, this afternoon and this evening. Stay tuned. At last, most accurate and dependable forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. Got a nice note, an email from Tammy Parker. And Tammy works for Inspired Landscape Services, and she says she has been looking around at local landscapes. She's a landscape professional, and so she looks around at her zoysia landscapes they care for. She says, man, zoysia large patch is exactly what you're talking about on the radio this morning. Big patches, not big patches, really, the sort of dinner plate size patches, brown with green in the middle. She said that is zoysia large patch. If you want to see some details on that, again, go to my website as I advised a caller a few minutes ago. But, Tammy, I do appreciate you sending in the pictures of zoysia large patch because that is something evidently we've got to be worried about this season of the year. we got Emily in Lawrenceville who joins us on Lawn and Garden. Emily, hey, good morning. Morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. How can we help? Okay, Walter, uh, I've talked with you before about iris that turned white for no rhyme or reason. They mm. just turn white. Yeah. Walter, right now I have iris blooming. Praise the Lord. Emily, are you complaining? Do you want me to come over and cut them down? <laughs> no, What's I just the want to know, is it the, the weather, the warm and cool, or whatever that brings them on this early? I must say, most of them are the old-fashioned early white-blooming ones that are blooming. But um, I have them in other areas that are blooming. My friend Jane, she says, good, clean living. Okay. (laughs) That, that I think, is what's going on with you, Emily, is simple, good, clean living. It's quite lovely to walk outside, and not only do I have... uh, Tea olive blooming. Yeah, I've good. got yellow jasmine blooming, and now iris. And you've probably seen there's some um, cherries blooming. That little bitty autumnalis cherry with a little bitty pink flowers is blooming around town too. And if uh, listeners have seen a tree that looks to be a cherry tree but has very very small pink flowers on it, that is very likely um, autumnalis cher- cherry, and which, as the name implies, blooms in autumn. Autumnalis cherry okay, tree. Okay, so. Back to the iris. Is yeah. it probably just something uh, in the weather or whatever? We've and you you don't want to believe that good, clean living has led to this condition <laughs> in your flower garden, Emily? Okay. Thank you, Walter. All I'll, right. I'll, I'll leave it at that you, and enjoy them. You tell everybody that Rabbi Reeves has told you that's exactly what's going on. You are just too good, and your irises are responding appropriately for your for your life. It's 828 at News Talk WSB. We'll be back after news. California flora, I'll be lighting my menorah like a baby in his cradle. I'll be playing with my dreidel, spending Hanukkah in Santa Monica by the sea. I'm spending Hanukkah in Santa Monica, wearing sandals, lighting candles by the sea. Live and festive in the public's Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB. It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. It's brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center. Playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. 
It's 8.36 on a Saturday morning and, coincidentally, 36 degrees outside. What do you think's going on out there? 8.36, 36 degrees, you never know. Uh, someone called early this morning and said, you're sounding pretty chipper this morning, and I guess I am. My chipper dial is turned up pretty high on a Saturday morning. Thinking about the holiday season, you got Hanukkah tomorrow, you got Christmas coming 20 days from now, Kwanzaa 21 days from now, it's all coming together. And somebody who celebrates Christmas like a crazy person, my friend Mickey Gazaway from Pike Nursery. Hey, Good Mickey. Good morning, how are you? <laughs> Merry Christmas, happy Merry holidays. Christmas to you. And speaking of that, we might as well get into it because we got a Christmas uh, thing that Pike is putting on right now that'll make everybody's happy, happy, happy holiday eyes light up. This is our Christmas decor package, and that is included. It's included in that is a seven foot Fraser fir, Mm -hmm. a twenty four inch mixed wreath, and uh, two six point five. Florida, Florist quality poinsettias. Nice, 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 nice. So it's, it's a real good deal for sixty nine ninety nine. Oh, yeah, so you just put it all right. together and you cart it all out right. to the car. You got a pretty tree, you got the wreath, you got the poinsettias, and everybody's happy, and you've done all your, at least, decoration for natural things. Shopping. You got, things. Your basics. Shopping. You got, right. your, you got your basics. Now it's just going to the department store and getting all your presents. That's exactly right. So the only thing that's left. So, what are you doing at your house to decorate? Well, I've already finished. We had our big Christmas party last night. Oh, so I'm Lord. barely awake this morning. Yeah. Stan washed dishes all night. Yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. They will be just as fine if you leave them in the sink overnight as they would be no. if you clean them overnight. No, my mother would have a fit. She would see me from heaven and have a fit. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, so your your beloved uh, washed all the dishes last night. You had the big Christmas party at the house last night. Was That's it as right. big as Thanksgiving, where you had nine hundred yeah, people in a yeah, four hundred foot about, house? Just about. We had fun. We had a bunch of old people getting together. It's fun. Yeah, and by old people, you mean people older than sixty, probably. Well, I don't know. I didn't say that. <laughs> I include myself. You know I'm in that age. You're not, but I am. We used to say so. nobody can come over 40. Well. And then we said, I mean, under 40, and then we said nobody can come under 50. Mm-hmm. And, and then people just getting. Mm-hmm. I'm, we're not going to talk about that no, much more no, this morning, are we no, now, Mickey? No, no, we're not. But I hope everybody will come in. And we've, it, The store is just beautiful when you yes, come in yes, and you yes, see yes, all yes. the trees hanging. and feel like you're in a forest, and we've got an area in most of the stores. I know we've got them in ours to take some pictures right. where it looks like you're in a snow-covered forest. We've got a little sleigh out there to take pictures in, and it's fun. It really is. Tell us more about the stand thing that y'all do, which I think is a brilliant idea. It is a brilliant idea. Um, you, we... You can buy the you can buy the tree as is, or you can for so the the smaller trees it's ten dollars for a stand. The uh, large, the medium size I think it's fifteen, and the bigger ones at twenty. But anyway, it comes with a stand, and then after Christmas, before the end of January, you can bring that stand back and get a Pike's. Um, um, Gift certificate, gift like for the oh, yeah. um, for that amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's right. It's already mounted. It's no more arguing with the spouse that's about getting exactly it upright right. and can you stick it in? Does it have to be cut again and all that kind of stuff? It oh, is I know. done. That was <laughs> that was fun and Stan's first argument. <laughs> we always <laughs> think about that. I'm not going to go into that. About <laughs> 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 not going to talk about our first argument because many times there. <laughs> followed by second and third, and finally you just forget um, how, many, no, 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 no. how many arguments you have but had. It, um, 
it's really pretty. I hope yeah. everybody can be able to get beautiful poinsettias. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. I went. I mean, we were of course we shared the stage last Saturday at the mm-hmm. um, uh, store up in Johns Creek, and it was so pretty in that oh. store. It smells so good. All the Pike Nursery just look great right now. Yeah, that's what everybody says when they come in. It just looks just like a forest. So, hope everybody will come in and look. Our yeah. trees are all in water, so they've, you know, they haven't had a chance to right. dry out. So right. And notice again uh, that all the pike trees are, when they're cut, they are carried carefully out of the fields. They're cut fresh and they're brought down from North Carolina. They're not brought down from Oregon or some other crazy place and not dragged with a tractor through the fields. And so that is why you go to Pike Nursery to get your Christmas trees. That's exactly right. And we also have all the wreaths and the ropey and can buy the, the different garland yeah. um, by the yard, by the foot. We've got cedar and... Uh, mixed and pine and Fraser and all, whatever you want, you can buy it by the foot or you can buy it by the roll. Well, Mickey, my goal for today is to plant the pansies that I bought last Saturday um, from Pike. So hopefully, uh, one more I'll do thing. That. What's that? We're having our <coughs> Williamsburg wreath class oh, okay. um, today and tomorrow. They're probably all full for today. I don't know. You can check and see. But where you actually make a real honest to goodness, we, everybody wow, knows nice. me knows I'm a Williamsburg freak, and uh, we make the Williamsburg wreaths, and they are beautiful. And they if you really wanted are. to find the local Pike location where they would have the class of Williamsburg wreaths, right. where would we call. go? Where would we go to find that phone number? At pikenursery.com. Of course. Mickey, happy holidays. See you next Saturday. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. 41 minutes past the hour. Sharon is up in Roswell, and she joins us on Lawn and Garden. Sharon, good morning. Good morning, Walter. Thanks for taking my call. How can I help? I got two quick questions, I hope. Um, I planted uh, Miss Huff Lantana this summer, and I don't know what to do with them for the winter. And Mickey and I were talking about marital discussions and arguments, and I think that is an argument that he, she and I have. Of course, we're not married, but Mickey cuts hers back in the spring when the first green growth comes up. I cut mine back in the wintertime as soon as it looks ugly, which is right now pretty much. Um, so Sharon, flip a coin, because I, for me it has not bothered my Miss Huff Lantana, perennial Lantana, to cut it in the midwinter, December, December 15 or so. But if you want to leave it up and let the birds look at it for the rest of the wintertime, it's not going to hurt my feelings. If you leave it up, then do you cut it back in the spring? Yeah, as soon as the green sprouts come up in early April usually. Okay, and, and what about, um, I bought some uh, tea olive bushes. Mm-hmm. Is it too late to plant them? No, 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 no. Today is a great day. The ground is nice and um, um, saturated, got a lot of water in it. It is coolish right now, but there will be still some root growth, even at mid-40 degrees um, underground, not on the soil surface, but underground where the roots are growing. It's in the 50s, and so they will grow during the wintertime. Be sure to water it two or three times so it doesn't dry out on windy days. But, yeah, now's a great time. Perfect. All right. Thank you very much. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you, Sharon. All right, thanks. Thanks for calling. We got Vera. We got Vera who comes from Griffin, Georgia, down in Spalding County. Vera, good morning. Good morning and happy holidays. You bet. How can I help? Yes, I have a, 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 a um, crepe myrtle in the front of my house, and it has grown so big. Yeah. And I would like to prune it this year. Yeah. Not this year or whatever, next, early next year. When is the best time to prune the, the crepe myrtle? 
You know, after the leaves have fallen off of them, hang on a minute, let me look out back here in the studio. I've got a great big window in my studio, and honestly, all the crepe myrtles here are completely empty of leaves. So, Vera, yes, you can prune them now, (laughs) after the leaves have fallen, and they are falling at WSB. So I would say, go for it. Cut them down. But listen, when you prune it, now I read here on the Internet that um, I must not leave, um, don't leave uh, the, the stubs. What are the stubs? They say that they 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 they'll not they rot and and yeah. might become diseased. That that has to do more with large limbs, like anything more than an inch or an inch or two inches, maybe thickness in thickness. But as far as crepe myrtles, mostly what you're pruning off are the small limbs. In fact, if you go to my website on the internet, you'll see that what Mr. Reeve says is to prune things that are about as big as your finger and smaller. And so that sometimes is called finger pruning or pencil pruning. And if you prune just the limbs that are the size of your finger and smaller, you'll have a nice looking tree. If it's really, really big, I got the hiccups here, Vera. Uh, but if it's if the tree is really, really big, yeah. um, and you have to have some of the bigger limbs removed. Yeah, that's what I want. That is, uh, again, you don't want to leave a stub. A stub is just a short piece of limb sticking out of the trunk, and that can rot and can then lead to root or really? trunk rot. Yeah. So, well, then if I don't cut this, the, the stub, then it's going to be still big when it starts to, to bloom again next year. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, here's the good news. Yes. It's hard to kill a crepe myrtle. So, even if you left stubs galore all over it, even if you sort of beat it with a stick, and even if you never fertilize it, do anything to it, it's probably Vera still going to bloom, and Griffin will be a prettier place for it. (laughs) Okay, so I just cut it, cut it, and um, cut right above the um the collar. You know that that would be nice. Yes, that's the best process. But if you can't for whatever reason do that, do what you need to do, and we'll call it a day. Yeah, because uh, you know what? Interesting, I did also. I saw a little plant right next to the um, the, the crepe myrtle, and I took it up, and guess what? It's growing. Hey, that's great for you. Good job. Yes, yes. Good job. Yes. Thanks for calling, Thanks Vera. Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. It's great talking to you. Thanks. 46 minutes past the hour, we got Chris. Chris is in Monroe, Georgia, and was with us this morning. Hey, Chris, good morning. Hey, how are you, Walter? Hey, fine, Chris. How can I help? I'm actually calling to. Uh, share with you my experience on camellias not blooming when they're full of buds. Do it relatively briefly, but I'm so glad you called, Chris, because I was looking for somebody to give me some more camellia experience. What do you think? Well, this is just personal experience, but uh, we have found out that when the camellias are just loaded down with blooms, it's almost like they don't have enough energy to open them all up good thinking so yeah. my yeah. my first job ever was at pike growing division back in the early 80s and my boss at the time showed me one that would not open and he went in there and twisted off about half of the blooms it w- within a few days the rest of the blooms just busted open and yeah. i've never forgot that and i've done it for 20-plus years in the landscape, and I've seen it happen over and over again. Chris, I hereby anoint you being Camellia Genius of the Morning. That, I think, is exactly what we can do for the lady who just had buds that didn't open. I think that's a great idea. 
yes, it's worked for us. Yeah, and then, I mean, there are other things online. Frankly, I went online myself to look a little bit about the buds, and they talk about overwatering and underwatering and lack of fertilizer and things like that. But she had the nicest location. She had fertilized a little bit. Her camellias seemed to be perfectly healthy, just the buds wouldn't open up. And I think your insight is correct, that if you have so many buds, the plant just can't can't have the energy to open them all up, twist about half of them off, and then we'll see what happens. I think you're right. Exactly. Chris, thanks okay. so much for calling this morning. Yes, sir. I Thank do you. do appreciate Bye-bye. it. A lot of people out there smarter, way smarter than I am, and I do appreciate every one of you. It's 848. You're listening to Lawn and Garden. This is Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. We'll be covering breaking news, Kirk Mellish weather, and traffic red alerts through the weekend. And the Southeast's largest news team is here for you first thing Monday morning when you head back to work. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Now back to Walter Reeves and the lawn and garden advice you need. With a quick weather update brought to you by Ackerman Security. It's going to be clear, it's going to be cold, it's going to be chilly, but it's going to be bright sunny today. Highs in the mid to upper 50s and overnight lows in the upper 30s, let's call it. Stay tuned. Atlanta's most accurate and dependable forecast comes up in 10 minutes on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And at 9 o'clock. Clark Howard's Christmas Kids broadcast will begin. Actually, it's Dave Baker's Home Fix-It Show broadcast will begin, but it's Dave and Clark Howard at the Walmart at Johnson Ferry Road. You can make some foster child's Christmas happen this year by visiting with Clark. They've been there since 8 o'clock this morning. They'll start at 9 o'clock with the broadcast. Just run by the store. you see the big display. Clark and Dave and everybody else will be there. And they have lots and lots and lots of sheets of wishes from foster kids around the state. Pick up one of those sheets, buy the toy or the book, or the clothes or whatever the child needs, pay for it there, bring it back to Clark. They put it in a bag and ship it to that kid, and Santa Claus delivers it to that foster child somewhere here in Georgia. Jean is in McDonough and joins us on Lawn and Garden. Jean, how can we help? Thank you. Hey. Uh, I've replanted my amaryllis bulb left over from last year after yeah. I dried it, and the leaves came out great. They're 8 to 10 inches tall. Fabulous. But no stemish appearing. You think it'll bloom? They got to have a lot of light, Jean. If um, they're in a sunny window. But what I'm talking about is when you had it last year. When did you start drying it? When did you cut off the leaves and start drying it? I did it in October and wrapped it up in paper and mm-hmm. put it in a sunny window. And before that, where did you have it? Outdoors or in a pot or where? Inside? In the house, in the sunny window. That's the problem. It needs more light. They actually need to be outside in a pot. Usually, is working fine. But usually speaking, you take them after the um, leaf, after the flowers have bloomed in the spring, in the winter. Or I guess in the winter indoors, and you cut the um, uh, bloom stalk off in the springtime. Put the plant outside in a pot in June, July, August, September. Cut off all the leaves in uh, September, October, maybe the first week of October. Bring them inside, let them rest for a while, put them in a pot, and usually if they've been outside, they will bloom again. You can look on WalterReeves.com for more details about that, Gene. i got to get out of here. i got to thank Crystal Wheeler for doing such a great job screening calls today in Ashley Frasca's absence. We were talking this morning about our, chipping, our chipper meter, our chippiness meter, and Ashley Frasca, very chippy this morning, or chirpy. 
because she got to stay in and not have to come to the radio station for one more day of the week. Scott Maxson did a great job this morning with our music. We do appreciate that. And uh, we hope that you enjoyed the show. If you want to get more, more questions answered, go to WalterReeves.com. We'll see you right here next Saturday morning for another edition of Lawn and Garden. Spell Hanukkah.